You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. your destination. This is going to be weird. I'm just going from right before the music. Who cares? Why not, right? Man, that song's actually pretty dope. I never listened to it, but... All right, usually we start talking after that clap. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is the Common Creatives Podcast. Uh, my name is Will. Uh, I'm the doctor on the podcast, and I'm the only one here today. This is going to be really weird. Uh, we haven't done these before. We mentioned them on our last episode uh, at the time of recording this, which was, I think, season two, episode eight, about creativity in the new year. And we were talking about doing short versions of the podcast um, when, you know, if life gets hectic and we aren't both able to record one. Or if we have a topic that just won't bear a full hour or that only one of us has engaged with or something like that, we still want to be able to put out stuff and, you know, sort of sort of uh, air our thoughts on whatever it is that we've been engaging with and, and thinking about. So this is, call, I'm calling this Dear Maestro number one. We'll see if that title sticks, but that's what I'm planning for right now. So Dear Maestro, Dear Joe, you actually have to listen to this episode. Uh, I know you never listen to the episodes, but you have to listen to this one uh, because I'm talking about something really cool. And for for listeners, I mean, you can check the timestamp, but this will not be nearly as long as our normal episodes because it's just me and I don't want you getting bored listening to my dumbass talk for a full hour. So we're definitely not going that long, but I just want to hit a few highlights of this really cool thing uh, and give Joe some reasons why he should play, in this case, play this game and give you all at home some reasons that you should also check this kind of thing out or this particular uh, game out if you're into that kind of thing. So um, why, why waste any more time? Let me just jump in and, and start talking about it. Today, I'm talking about the video game, which I don't think we've done a video game on this podcast before, but this is the one. This is the time. I'm breaking, breaking new ground. Uh, I am talking about the video game called Control. Um, so Control is a video game made by Remedy Entertainment. It's published by 505 Games, and it is available for a bunch of platforms. I played it just for people who are listening. I played it on the Xbox One. I know, I think Joe is a PlayStation guy, but I'm not sure. I think he has a PlayStation. Uh, nonetheless, really super cool game. I think it came out in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me check and make sure that I got those numbers right. Yeah, released in August of 2019. And... This is a game that, it was made by the folks who made uh, Alan Wake. I know uh, that game has a pretty big following. I think they made like the original Max Payne game, I want to say, something like that. Anyway, uh, it's a third-person shooter game, which means for non-video game folks, you see the little person that you are. You're not looking through their eyes, you're a camera behind them. Uh, So it's a third-person shooter game, and it is just, it's one of the coolest things that I've engaged with in the past several years. I'm not a huge video game guy. Like, I've go through phases where I play a bunch of video games but like just to give you a little window into my soul I love playing video games where they're as as fucking easy as possible like I don't want to challenge I'm not at work I'm not trying to be good at doing this like this is entertainment this is for fun so if I and also and also I get really frustrated like I'm not I'm not a good sport like that's one of the reasons I don't like competitive stuff because I'm just bad I'm just bad I get angry um 
So nonetheless, I like a game on easy. Don't give me a challenge. I'm not trying to have, you know, develop a skill. I just I just want a movie that I can engage with that like is interactive or something. So anyway, uh, Control is one of my favorite games probably of all time, actually. And in Control, you play a character named Jesse Faden, who is she is looking for when the game opens, she is on a quest for her missing brother who has been missing since he was a kid. And when the game opens up she finds herself in this building that she that we come as the player to know is called the bureau of control and this is um a very secretive government organization and it turns out that this organization investigates paranormal activity and paranormal events um and don't when i say paranormal events i don't really mean like uh i don't really mean like um ghosts or anything like that or necessarily aliens nothing necessarily in the in those ways paranormal more like paranormal phenomena in involving like physics and gravity and stuff like that so I'm sure I'll talk about that more here in a minute but she's in this place and the architecture is wonderful it's like the entire you're you're in this building for pretty much the whole game uh it gets weird but you're in this building for the whole game and the architecture in this building is brutalism it's the brutalist style um so that sort of like soviet block communist uh lots of concrete and very few windows and very like geometric and angulature uh angles like hard angles on everything anyway the architecture plays a huge role, and just to just to let you guys in on it, I recently watched, like earlier today when I was prepping for this, I watched a Polygon video on YouTube that was really good that talked about the influence of brutalism, and it gave like a history of the brutalist architectural uh, movement and stuff. Very cool. I suggest looking it up. Nonetheless... Um I'm trying to think what the what the big points I want to hit are. There's, um, let me just give you some reasons that you guys should engage with this game and what to expect and why I think it's cool as a video game. So, there's excellent use in this game of actual videos and actors. So, like, there will be some cutscenes where, uh, so for example, as you're going through this building, and the building is is I didn't mention this. The building is you know empty when you first walk in. Like, there's nobody in there. It looks like this big government building, but there's no one in the lobby. Um, and as you're going through and exploring, you meet various people and characters and, and let's say, creatures, things like that. Um, and as you're going through this building, you'll occasionally run into, you'll find documents that you can read that will help you piece together what's going on. You'll also find videos that, um, and these videos, sometimes it's like a researcher, like a doctor who's working at the Bureau of Control and is doing research on these paranormal things. And those videos are just videos of actual actors um, playing out, you know, the scenes or whatever, as opposed to sort of digitally created characters. So that's pretty cool. Um, it actually reminded me of, for people who are sort of old enough to remember this reference, uh, it reminded me of Lost. If you remember Lost, there was, uh, I forget what it's called, like the Dharma Initiative or something, but I feel like there were also these videos in Lost, if I'm remembering correctly, where it was like a scientist explaining something straight to camera, um, and it was kind of creepy and old and vintagey. Like, you get a lot of those types of videos in this game, which is super cool and in in there's this one recurring scientist that you see over and over and he's very often talking about uh paranormal phenomena that he calls awe's or altered world events which is pretty cool and so as i said before the the paranormal investigations that they're doing have more to do with like bizarre changes in physics and stuff than it has to do with uh you know sort of explicit monsters and things like that those those are in there um 
Okay, so you come to learn that the building that you're in is known as the Oldest House, which is a super cool name. Um, and you also learn that it was not built by the Bureau of Control. Rather, they found it. Um, and so the long and the short of it is, I don't think this is spoilery, but the long and the short of it is this building sort of operates as kind of a natural environment. Um, and so when you get there, there's kind of an infection of some sort is the best way I can put it in the building. Uh, and so you have to functionally sort of using various rituals kind of clear out big sections of the building, um, which is really cool and builds a lot of great tension and it's kind of scary and stuff like that. Um, that's one thing I'll mention. This game as a genre, sort of it's sci-fi and it's action for sure, but it has these creepy horror mystery elements that just really just like get me going that I just absolutely love. Um, so nonetheless, there's there's a build-in of like ritual. It's sort of this occultist undercurrent, but at the same time, it's pretty firmly in this kind of sci-fi genre. Um, and so you have to, as I said, you have to clear various departments of the building over the course of the game uh, and various wings of the building and stuff like that. And so this builds enormous like tension and for me, honestly, like a little bit of stress in a good way when you have to, because of the story, you have to go into these new areas of the building. And so you don't know what's in there. You've maybe seen a hallway before, but you haven't gone down it because you didn't have the key card or whatever it is. And so then when you come back and you're able to access a new area of the building, it's always threatening and it'll have you walk through these very dark spaces, which is super cool and scary. Um, and so the building really feels like this kind of wild environment, even though you're inside, it feels like you're you know, in a, in a sort of jungle-ish type environment or something. It's very cool and very scary. Um, and this is kind of the key. So I'll come to, this is how you know this is a very short episode, right? I'm coming to my sort of main point 10 minutes in, which is about right. Um, the main point for me and the main takeaway and the main reason that I think Joe, you, and also anybody listening to this should check out this video game Control is because it uses the format and the sort of formal features of the video game medium to kind of give you an artistic experience that I don't think you could get. I don't think you could make this video game as a movie and have the same experience for the audience. I don't think you could make this video game as a book or as a comic and get the same experience. And I'm sure that's true for lots of video games. Um, but the way that I think this game does it is in part because given the story, this oldest house that you're in, this building, is sort of, as I said, it wasn't built by the Bureau. It's sort of a paranatural phenomenon itself, the building is. And so one of the coolest things is that this game will have you go down a hallway or something, and then you come back and something about the environment has changed, right? Or when you clear the sort of infection out of a particular area of the building, the architecture changes around you, right? And so it uses this instability of the environment that you're in to push the narrative. And so, so of course... Joe, I'll throw this in for you. There's quite a bit of good character stuff that I think that I think you would enjoy. You get to learn about Jesse. You get to learn a bit, little bit about her motivations. Again, she's there looking for her brother, all this kind of stuff. And so maybe it's mostly plot. I don't know. But nonetheless, for me, it was really, really cool because it's like this unraveling mystery that's a little bit creepy, that's sci-fi. Um, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of David Lynch in this game, which I feel like is you know it's sort of a surrealist dreamscape 
mystery kind of thing. Uh, it's fast paced, so like it is actiony. Like there's a bunch of shooting and some cool ass telekinesis type stuff. Um, but it's not too hard. You don't have to be like a hardcore gamer who wants to spend hours and hours and hours getting really good in order to do it. Like um, I don't remember if I played it on like easy mode or something. Probably I probably did. Let's be honest. Um, but nonetheless, it's really cool. It's a good combination and this is kind of the last thing I'll say about it it's a really excellent combination of a lot of different elements you can really feel the influences the artistic influences of this game if you're looking for them um, and so I, I jotted down just a few that I noticed so as I mentioned uh, here are the influences I noticed as I mentioned David Lynch lots of David Lynch in there um, uh, the Matrix there's some Matrix influence in there I heard people online mention Ghostbusters I didn't really notice that um, because the game's not funny really um, but still I'm, I'm sure it could be in there uh, House of Leaves which is a novel about a house where the inside changes its dimensions while you're in there which was creepy and cool uh, Lost as I mentioned before HP Lovecraft um, there's definitely a couple scenes that are just straight up HP Lovecraft which I absolutely love it's that same kind of horror where the scariness is not in like a vampire or a werewolf or something or some physical threat but it's in the atmosphere of the room where the room just feels wrong or the space just feels wrong whatever it is um, there's also I don't know if this is an influence or when when it was developed in comparison to the show but uh, I felt like there's maybe some stranger things in there in that vibe um, and there's probably a ton more that I just didn't pick up on. You know, I mentioned brutalist architecture, but I'm sure the designers were well versed in like lots of different artistic traditions that they were using. Um, and so you can see all of the influences if you know where to look. Um, but at the same time, they combine and they come together in this way that makes this a really unique and kind of mysterious and super cool world um, to, to play around in and to run around and explore and try to learn about Jessie and her whole thing. Um, so I will say, just to, just to kind of be fair and not just love on this game the whole time I'm talking, a couple things that, that I thought could be improved that I thought were not the strengths of the game. Um, there are parts where it kind of encourages you to do sort of an open world thing. So like maybe you go through this one department and you clear it of all the threats and then um, you go back to home base and it's like, hey, would you like a side mission to like go back through this department and kill a bunch of things and you know and then we'll give you a prize and so it tries to kind of combine uh, sort of uh, the more modern sort of open world approach to games but that's really not what makes this game good what makes this game good is like the unfolding mystery and the tension that's built and the really cool genre combinations that show up and the way it uses the the atmosphere of the environment that you're in and the fact that you're controlling the character while the environment changes around you in a creepy way that's what makes this game really cool and really strong um there's one character that i haven't mentioned yet uh and and i'll leave you with this um but there's one character that i haven't mentioned yet named uh Ati, who is a janitor you first see him about five minutes into the game and you actually see him in the first two minutes of the game but you see a a portrait of him a painted portrait in which he is facing away so you see his back. You see a painted portrait of his back, which is very ominous and off-putting and wonderful. So, But then you meet him not long after that, and his dialogue and his scenes, scenes with Ati, who you never really know how to feel about, 
right? And you feel like there's some significance to him that you can't quite place. You feel that way the whole time. And I won't spoil anything about it. But um, when you meet and engage with Ati, he is straight out of a David Lynch film. Like there is no question that that's the influence that's going on with Ati. And so uh, I'll, uh, you know, I've been going for 15 minutes, so I'll, I'll bring this in for a close. But I will end this with the first interaction that you have with Ati in control. So what I'm going to say is I will give this game 9.5 out of 10 AWEs, that's Altered World Events, and I will leave you with the dialogue, the first dialogue, with Jesse and Ati. Thanks for listening to uh, the Comic Creators Podcast. This was Dear Maestro number one, I think is what I'm going to call it. Uh, we're a dual production of Rock Candy Recordings in Asheville, North Carolina, and also the Destination Nation Network right here in beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, reach out and let us know what you want us to talk about. And, you know, if you have a preference, like you just want to hear Joe talk about something, feel free to let us know. But uh, email us at, at commoncreatorspodcast at gmail.com or uh, check us out on Instagram at Common Creators Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Here's uh, Jesse and Ati. Hello? Hey, excuse me. There you are. You are here about the job. Janitor's assistant. You need to go to the interview. Go that way to the elevator. Thanks. Elevator that way. Got it. Very good. I'm Ahti, the janitor, by the way. You'll work for me. You can say I sent you. If they don't hire you, they do. There be work for the axe. Take them behind the sauna, you hollowed. I've done enough night shift loner jobs to know it makes us come off weird. Ati the janitor is a friendly face in my book. Better than somebody with no face at all. <laughs> Think about it. No face. Thank you for listening, DNN. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.